Thank you guys for tuning in to Process Spotlight. We're in the right place if you want to be inspired to be empowered. I am your host, Crystal Boyd. What a pleasure it is to be here each and every single time. You know, I love what I do and I do what I do. And even better today, I have a guest. It's a special guest too. <laughs> Two times, maybe even three. <laughs> so serious. Um, Kisa, born Slater. My cousin, and actually an Arkansan, prior Arkansan, you know? And then we identified when we were Texans, but I'm still considering. But without any further ado, I'll let Miss Keisha um, introduce herself, okay? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Keisha Boynslater. I am a newlywed, so I am a Boyd at heart so crystal is my cousin and i'm super excited to be here today um yeah so <laughs> well thank yeah well thank you for tuning in she's the boss of all bosses and if y'all haven't heard about it or know about it she does have um her own business and very very successful at it not only that um background she's been in nurse work for some years now and took that knowledge and took it to a whole nother level. Talk about dreams do come true. That's the title of our episode today. I didn't even discuss that, but yeah, we're bringing it back. It's never too late. So dreams do come true. And a lot of them came true for Ms. Tizia. And we're going to um, discover more about who she is as a person. And a little bit about that, um, sharing your background, um, what, what Arkansas put in you? What, what was your takeaway? Because I know it was. And you're growing up to kind of build towards who you are today. Yes. Um, so yes, I am a businesswoman. I'm an entrepreneur. That's very new for me. But who I am as a person, coming from a very, very, very small town in Forest City, Arkansas, I've always, always had big dreams. Like for some reason, I don't know why, but I always felt like outside of the corridors of Forest City, Arkansas, it was something else. It was something more for me to tap into. So um, shortly after high school, I decided I wanted to go to nursing school, but I didn't want to stay in Forest City. I love my town that I'm from, but I just felt like that there was more for me to tap into and to get from other areas in the United States. So I didn't go far, but I did go to Jonesboro, Arkansas to get my nursing degree. And I've been a registered nurse for 27 years. But for my family, I'm a comedian. <laughs> they laugh at everything I do, but I also um, keep my family grounded spiritually. Um, I'm trying to have everybody get on board with like meditating and just getting grounded so that I don't want to be the only one to go to the top. I want to take everybody that I love dearly with me. So I'm trying to have them tap into that as well. And then um, outside of making them laugh every day, and I'm going to be a new grandmother next month. So that's, that's part of my congratulations again. I know that's going to be a beautiful experience. It's just, I think that's such a blessing. So I just feel like every level is a new level of becoming. So for me, my whole life is just reintroducing me to me, mm -hmm. you know? I love it. Um, a, a new level, a new it's just a new level. I love to reorganize at that next level. Sometimes I get a little scared, but I rise to the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, so, you know, um, we're thinking, what have you experienced in life that is significant to who you are today? 
I do feel like um, as a person, um, professionally going to nursing school was that for me, like it was a big step, but you know, in life you have to take your first big step to continue taking steps. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was deciding at a very young age to go to nursing school. So I did that and that kind of set the path for me. Um, from a personal standpoint, I would say like my relationship with my mom gave me a lot of like morals and values and just being a inner good person. I think I inherited that. Like just how you're being raised is different from if you're raised from a place of love where you're, you know, familiar with affection and just hearing I'm loved all the time. I think that contributed a lot to who I am today. And it, it gave me the ability to give that same love to my children. Okay. Okay. I definitely feel as though um, what you said, I can identify. I'm sure the audience can identify with that because that love and that nurturing that moms give, oh my gosh, like it's incredible. And me as a mother now, I'm like, oh my, I didn't even know this type of love existed. Yeah. <laughs> this is what was being poured into me, like, you know, um, and it's so fortunate to be able to say that and um, the career that, the career mind that you had in an early age, like, you know, saying you're a nurse for 27 years or looking 27, I'm like, God, be that good to me. Yeah. <laughs> but no um but but all seriousness you know some things that I think about in life um and you just tell me your perspective on that is some people didn't grow up with a mother so loving um and sometimes not even parent at all you know and what would you have to say about someone that experienced that and you know I think it has so much to do with your foundation, but what would you speak to an individual that's trying to be career-minded and not having those same values or experience to build off of? I, um, cause I have so many friends who are raised by like grandmothers or other family members. And my heart breaks for them because they don't have that mother-daughter relationship. But I've also realized that the ones who have been successful, um, you can still, go to where you're going in life without that relationship because you can pull on other people. What I found as I get older in life is that if people have that same foundation of the morals and values, and if they're just good people, that you can build relationship with people outside of the bloodline that can still push you to the next level, or you can pull from them like information that you need to be able to handle certain situations in the absence of a parent. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. Um, because you know what, I have seen God place mother figures, father figures there, and not to mention, you know, God is there, you know, in my perspective, you know, when you just don't have it all, and even earthly mothers and fathers can fill us at different times, and not intentionally, because you know, in my perspective, you you just can't put too much on people. Yeah. You, you got to give it to God and have that independent relationship and learn that relationship with him and that itself can and be fulfilling. Um, do you feel as though where you're from helped contribute to where you are today? And if so, how exactly? I can't, yes, I do. I do 100%. And it's not all like negative, but I just felt like you know how you um you hear people say um well they have this larger than life mindset or they have this you know they think like larger than life so that's always been me 
So I felt like I know both sides of it now. I know like the small town, like how it's, it seemed like there's some catching up to do. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole time you're living in a small community, you look at TV and the things we see on commercials or whatever, it's like, gosh, that's not happening here. Or gosh, we need to go a little faster. Or we need to speed up to catch up to that. Like when you look at what's going on in like New York City or California, when we're small, we're looking at like, so how do I get to that? So yes, I do feel like being born and raised in a very, very small town contributed to um, today. Today, because mm -hmm. I always knew like, I, I got to get to the next level. And in my heart, I didn't feel like I could do it in my small town. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can agree. I have to testify to that. But you know what? I always felt like, um, I don't know, it was something missing. Like, we we in for a city, but it's not a city. <laughs> it's, a, it's a town, it's but, you know, town. as far as <laughs> the city lights, and then we'd say, we're going to the city, as in we're going to Memphis, we're going to Little Rock, we're going to Jonesboro, whatever. And I don't know about you, but whenever I've moved, you know, because I've lived in Atlanta, I've lived in Houston. So, you know, when I've touched down, they've been like, why are you moving so fast? Like, I'm actually moving a little faster than, <laughs> than the people in the city. I'm like, y'all got everything. Like, why are you not moving? Has that happened with you? Yes. I'm like, what's going on? I mean, I guess because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get it all because I got, uh, you know what I'm saying? Time ain't waiting on us. So I'm trying to get what I'm going to get. <laughs> what's due to me and I want to be in good health good mind good faith and everything while I'm on this earth so yeah I'm trying to get it I'll see yeah. it slow down yeah yeah and honestly I think most of the people I'm not gonna say this because I don't, I don't know I'm just thinking but I see a lot of people that are successful not from big cities like you know I don't know it's, it's just so normal for them to move a certain way I guess that's what I'm saying and you know, like if you take Sam Walton, I'm taking maybe just small people, <laughs> not small people, a smaller population of yeah. the of the more um, rich people. I don't know. Yeah. I think you know, that it, it has a lot to do with your, like, if you're in a small town, then that's not to say you have a small mind, but it's just like you don't have the exposure to think bigger. Like, it's you got to want it. You got a dream. Like I had the dream, like, cause it wasn't there, you know? And so to me, it was just like, when I get the chance, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna hit the ground running when I, whenever I did touch down, you know? So it, it was fun to, to really identify with what you were saying on that. Would you be so kind to share a time in your life where you had a challenge that was difficult and you didn't know how you were going to get through? My biggest, absolute biggest challenge was my oldest son, because not everything in my life has been like roses and strawberry shortcake and all that. So my oldest son went to prison due to me being a single parent. Well, I take the blame, but he tells me every day, like, there's no reason for that, because let him tell it. He had the same morals and values instilled in him that was instilled in me. So he made his own choices. But it was challenging for me because in my mind, I was doing all the right things, like go out and work hard, make sure your children don't want for anything, provide them the life you want them to have. But looking back in hindsight, I really feel like that had I had more time, I feel like as women um, who are the head of the household by themselves, we look at it like more so what can I provide for the child? And it takes away the time as you're the head of the household and the provider, the primary provider. So 
that was the most challenging thing in my life. And that's also part of the reason why I'm where I'm at today, because I needed to get my time back. I have other children. I have a younger son who's 16 now. And I'm like, I want to be able to see like red flags that I need to cue into, or I need, I want to be there if there's ever a time where I need to step in and help my son get some extra help or whatever the case may be. I don't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that was the most challenging thing for me. And that's what I identified the problem to be is me not being available, but I didn't really have the opportunity to be available because I've always worked two full-time jobs until now. now I'm free now. I'm 100% free. But at the time, <laughs> <Thanks for it>. <laughs> <laughs> when I was raising my oldest son, though, I had none of the time. Like even at home, I still wasn't spending time raising them because I would go to work and then I work on the computer and then it's time for them to go to school. So we were kind of missing each other in passing. Mm -hmm. So that created a gap between my uh, raising them and then them learning on their own what they can pull from their own peers. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of uh, accountability, um, especially in your son and especially in, in yourself, you know, and looking back and, and uh, the values, you as a mother, I can see that being reflected in your son, you know, because he's able to say, hey, mom, independently, you, you've done everything. And your oldest, usually they say is your strength, you know, um, all of that is because so much has been poured in. And even though um, you, you were doing two jobs, I believe that you instilled and you, you did instill good values in him, you know, and his story has still been written, you know, and, you know, it's how we finish, you know, it really, it really is. So, so prayers for him to, you know, um, still have a blessed journey in life. You know, I, I really sincerely believe in that. And you'll be surprised the incredible things that God can do in these situations. So um, and just me identifying with that as a mom, I had to look at that balance because I get off work and um, I'd honestly, one time I was here, it was during tax season. So I still work and then I got off work, got my son prepared, you know, feed food. <laughs> do all that, get them settled, leave them with my mom, came back to the office, to another office rather. And then I'm there and I remember laying across my chairs in the office and I got up probably about one o'clock in the morning. I just took a short break. I said, this ain't about to be my life. This ain't, this ain't about to be my life. Like if this is it, this ain't, this ain't going to be it. This is not <laughs> because like, I'm, even though my son is asleep, I'm missing him. I'm like, no, you know what I mean? And you know, the, the difference in, like, if I was in early 20s, I don't think I would, you know, it's just maturity and wisdom combined, I think, shows you some things. Yeah. But now, at, at 35 plus, like, I can honestly be like, okay, um, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to try to adjust and everything else. Okay. And, um, yeah, thank you for saying that, because there's plenty of mothers out there that are doing two, three things and doing them and by themselves. And I believe in having your cup full. And I believe that that should pour out for into children. Yeah. I'm big on that. Um, so you touched on raising your children by yourself. What advice would you have for an ambitious mother in a similar situation? I, my advice for um, ambitious mothers would be Whatever path that you're on, take your time and think about like 
is it really necessary? Because it came to a point in my life where I really just had to sit down and write out my numbers. Like, how much do I really have to work? You know, mm-hmm. what, what does it take for me to be able to work plus be able to effectively raise my children? So my advice would be to figure out, like, get the most out of how much time you can spend with your children. So I would be even willing to change my profession or my career had I known that that's where my time is going. So when you really think about it, I made a lot of people rich during these 27 years as a nurse because I put in some work. But had I known that I didn't never have to be working for them, I, that could have been my business had somebody else working for me while I spent time with my family like my bosses were doing. So um, with any little bit of time that you can take and pour into your children and spend with them so that they can have an example that when they get older, they don't have to be like, you know, people are of this mindset, get it out the mud or do all this hard work and you don't have to be that hard. Yeah, um, get it out the mud, but (laughs) just don't tire yourself out too much in doing so, you know, and and I'm being on smell the roses, like, you know, take that time and, and enjoy some things. Like, you out here raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And honestly, I think that's a, a negative thing to be too caught up, too busy. You know what I mean? Like, it's good in a way and it's not, you know, it just depends on how much quality you're covering. You know, are you, you're busy, but do you have balance? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I love having harmonious relationships. So um, you had a lot, well, not a lot, but you've had like things happen. And, you know, just like anybody else's, we have challenges, we have adversities. So what clicked in your mind to change your trajectory? Would you say it was just experience? Was it, you know, a third eye opening, you know, people talk about that type of stuff. Um, was it a spiritual sense, you know, uh, like a purpose-driven life, you know, what exactly clicked a combination of what, you know? It was, for me, uh, what changed was a, a little bit of a couple of things. Number one, I realized that uh, it's okay to say no. And number two, I stopped wearing like this badge of honor of being seen as the strong black woman and the woman who everybody can go to, the woman who's gonna carry the weight of the world on her shoulders, that type of stuff like that, it keeps you stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're so worried about everything that's going on in the world around you that you're losing who you are at the core because Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out all these things. And when I finally looked at it, I'm like, this is not self-love. It's not self-care. This is not what looks like um, when people say, choose you. That's not choosing me. I'm choosing everybody else and everything they have going on, which is stretching me so thin. So that's not me anymore. I don't even like being uh, labeled as like the strong one. No, I want to weep. I want to cry. I want to be soft like a little rose petal and go and, you know, pull from some other people and get my cup filled too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like a lot of self-care. I noticed lately that's been discussed and I'm thankful that that's been a subject matter, but that that trajectory that was changed was an inner reflection, introspection, evaluating your needs, your wants, and what is going to really be best for you. Mm -hmm. Really, really. Now I can effectively pour, you know, Mm -hmm. into other people and it's pouring into them like what they need versus just Sometimes you can enable people. 
mm-hmm. you know, by putting yourself out there so much to where they know they got you to call on. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good to be a resource, but you know, I can identify with that strong when I'm I'm an eldest child, you know, so typically that's just the nature, you know, and um, I ain't gonna go there about signs, but <laughs> astrology signs. It matters not, but yes, the strong person does get tired. Yeah, get tired too. We ain't gonna be able to take the cape off. <laughs> <laughs> I took mine off. I'm like, I'm weak. I'm weak. Yeah, I don't want to be strong no more. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? As much as that, that's the strength is knowing when to be vulnerable. Um, it's a person I listen to on the podcast. It's Rabbi Jacobson. He has a meaningful life center. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about him is he's always talking in his in his videos about being a good swimmer. And he says, the good swimmer is not the one who goes against the waves. The good swimmer is one that knows how to flow because mm-hmm. that can actually take you under, not knowing. So I was like, wow. So strength is similar. And that's what he's discussing. It's like, you know when to be strong. And part of strength is saying, hey, I'm weak right here. And that's a strength. The strength in being vulnerable, knowing like, hey, I am exposing, you know, myself to a risk here, but that's okay, you know, because I'm being aware. So anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's true. And that's good. That's really good. I like what um, he says about the stream because continuously trying to swim upstream, that's, that's hard. Um, no, it's easier to just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll find yourself in a better place. And then you can ride against a couple of waves, but you know when stuff ain't going right. And you, you yes. yeah. <laughs> when, the, when you're going upstream without a paddle or downstream, whatever they say. Yeah. So um, you're quite accomplished and congratulations on everything that you've accomplished and the blessing on the wedding. And it's just all amazing. I'm, I'm so happy to see people experience good seasons. It's just, you know, it's even more of a belief in like, you really doing some stuff for you doing some some work out here so uh is the reality you're living exactly what you imagine or better yes it is it's my reality to this step but I feel like that um the closer I get to God and the more I stay connected the more he shows me who I am becoming at each level I feel like that you never really reach your destiny like it's a life of becoming and you get to choose to become better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. So I think there's another couple of levels that I need to reach, but I also identify with being able to, I have the right to choose for the next level to be great. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, I can see that. I mean, just thinking about you at another level, I'm like, she's already amazing. How do you go further? <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, you know, um, I just have to, you know, I have to give credit when I know people strive because I've been there before and I know that energy and I know what it looks like. And so I'm I'm big on just recognizing that in people. And so just seeing a higher level is just like, I I don't know if that's where it becomes incredible, where you just can't believe what's actually in front of your eyes, but it's, it's really true. And, and you people out there, things can happen for you, you know, just, um, just listen in, take some notes, you know, share this with other people. 
hate to interject that, but we're talking about some real stuff that, you know, people are living every day. Yeah. And you no, know, we're big on inspiration that leads to empowerment over here. So you, you, you better get it in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we wrap this up, you know, it's been nice to talk with you and get a more sense of where we can identify with you, um, you as a person, where you are in life and definitely where you're going. Are there any last words that you'd like to leave with the audience, a call to action, some homework, something for them to do to take their life to the part where their dreams do come true? Yes. Um, My piece of advice to everyone is that you got to tap into your belief system. If there is anything in your mind that is telling you you cannot do it, wipe that out because that's not true. God has for our lives to be abundant. And when he says that he has promises he does not break that promise my prayer is for everyone to tap into your soul and that's the person who you're really meant to be god has greatness planned for us and if everyone would just tap into that greatness the whole the world as a whole would be a better place so they said that belief system you got to believe that where you're wanting to go it's already there you just got to tap into it just well, you can walk right into it. For me, it happened, the last phase of my life happened over the last like 30 days where I went into, um, I call it my 30 day miracle transformation where I just got really quiet. I got still, I meditated every day for 30 days. I prayed, I cleaned up my diet so that I can receive God's message clearly. You know how they say, get rid of the clutter. But a lot of people don't think about if you're eating hamburgers and you eat chips and you're eating candy and all that, this is clutter too. Mm-hmm. But you got to clean it up so you can hear clearly the message that says, this is what I have for you. Don't worry about how you're going to get it. Because once you realize that this is what I have for you, you'll see that everything that comes along with it is just tagging right along. It's attached to it. Wow. No, y'all know I'm going to back up on that because you know I already got situation. <laughs> no, but honestly, I did a 20-day cleanse. It was did a saving cleanse. I did the intracellular one. Um, and I had to get my mind right before I did it, but I just wanted to be in a place, honestly, because it just felt like I could hear God, but it was faint. And I was just like, nah, like, I and mean, I'm like, nah, cause what I'm doing, I need to hear you. I need to hear you. Like I need to hear, cause you know, when I move, I move, you know what I mean? Like I mess around, take a whole thing now. Cause I'm like, not over here, Lewis. I said, let me take everything, like even coffee that I drank on a regular basis, like never went without coffee, like never, like one or two times. But that, um, let me see, um, just the food and was just juice, um, water. And gosh, like, I don't know, I just wanted to stay in prayer. So I see what you're referring to. And I just want to back the audience up on this. Like, that is a big thing because it's self-discipline and it's control and it's also closer to God because I believe um, when you get all that clutter out mentally, physically, spiritually, you just start hearing things and I felt incredible despite you think you feel good after you eat a steak and um, lobster and mashed potatoes but honestly that nah the raw food and everything I still eat you know regular but I'm not as um, into that as I was before just a little bit more self-control than I heard God about what I need to do. Give me the goosebumps because <laughs> I'm thinking like I'm, I'm out here look experience some magic like you know. Nah it's, it's really real but it's gonna be this is not normal for people to do that. Most people don't even want to sacrifice to that level but I guarantee you everybody that you put up that lined up that did something great 
they made great sacrifices. And I said, you know, I wanted to go to Bali, <laughs> get my meditation on. I'm like, Lord, I can't go to Bali right now. I ain't really even got Bali money, but that's okay because I'm going to make Bali right here in my mind. Yes. <laughs> in, the, in the middle of Arkansas, because you can't wait. I might get to Bali and be thinking about Forest City. You know what I mean? And everything going on in life. So I said, why don't I make my own retreat? And that fast that cleansing that you saying do. So that call to action is real, y'all. Like just declutter your life so you can know where you're going and be absolute and make footsteps that are firm. Yeah, and get that clarity. Like, I mean, it's so clear. Like when I was going, and I kind of fell into it. I didn't know it was gonna happen. It's just that each day that went on, I was just getting clearer and clearer. Like I saw myself standing on the stage. Then after it was over with, shortly after that, I was on a stage. Then I saw myself like teaching people. Shortly after that, I have a whole group of 12 to 15 people that signed up for a group. It was just so clear. Like you can see it as clear as I can see you here on the camera. And it just kept happening each day. Like God, like, okay, I have this for you to do. This is what you're meant to be. This is who I This is what I want you to do. I'm not telling you change anything about yourself. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm from the country. I ain't gonna sound right on here. And I heard God clearly say, I didn't tell you to change nothing. I told you to do it. Okay. <laughs> That's where you have to be obedient in that. And um, just thankfully you abided in that. So um, I can keep her longer and longer because I love learning. Yeah. <laughs> and she's definitely teaching something. And um, and I'll share our um, podcast. This will be up shortly, a little bit. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. And you can actually catch her on social media. I'll let her share that info on where to reach you. Um, so my Facebook is my Facebook group is Group Home Boss Academy. My Instagram is the Group Home Boss, and my personal Facebook page is Kesia Born Slater. So if anyone is looking to provide affordable housing, of course, come on in the Group Home Boss Academy group, and I can get you set on the right path to become a group home entrepreneur. Like incredible stuff over here. It ain't nothing to it but to do it. And if y'all sleep on it, I don't know. Y'all need to wake up. It's <laughs> the only thing I can tell y'all. All right. So if you haven't already, be sure that you like, share, subscribe, comment. All right. We like suggestions on content over here all the time. And add on to it. Go to www.fosa.company. Check out our apparel. You'll be able to connect with our podcast on Spotify. Check out the YouTube. Sign up. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Okay now, bye-bye then. <laughs>